are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all the things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you. Are you struggling with the process, the hype and the many online options out there? Each week we publish three podcasts on Monday, Wednesday and Friday to help you with all the pain points you may come across in your business journey, including many tips to keep you and your business healthy and thriving. So, before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step-by-step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 35. Blair will be talking about record-keeping and data analysis, and I'm going to start with um, talking about a morning workout routine, continuing from the previous episode. We talked in the last episode about the benefits of getting a morning routine. Just to recap then, working out in the morning is generally better because it's easier to commit to and get it done before the day's responsibilities get underway. So in order to get ready for your morning routine, it's really important to get a good night's sleep beforehand. It'll help you to wake up early and adjust to your workout time. And maybe also prepare your workout gear the night before then you're ready and set to go. Maybe even getting your breakfast ready in advance and we're going to come on to have a look at the sorts of things you might have for your breakfast before you exercise. So you're not faffing around in the morning, you can just get up and get out and get your workout done and you're back ready to work afterwards. What might you eat then before you go to exercise? It's really important um, to stabilise your blood sugar levels before you exercise, otherwise your body will have a really hard time powering through your workout So it's important to eat something, but obviously not too much because I know people worry about doing too much exercise. You might get a stitch, it'll slow you down. Um, So it's finding that right balance and picking the right foods um, to eat. So something light, something that's rich in carbohydrates and protein um, would be really, really good for your energy and prime your muscles for the exercise. So a pre-exercise meal or breakfast You might be thinking about something like banana and peanut butter, perhaps on a slice of toast, Um, maybe some oatmeal uh, with almond milk and berries is also a really good one, a really slow um, energy releaser. Uh, Greek yogurt and apples. But you want to be trying to do it at least an hour before you work out. If you do it straight away, you're not going to get those benefits. Your body has got to start digesting some of that food um, to give you the benefits from it. If you eat too soon to go in then it's going to make you feel sluggish and you may you know get a stitch and you're not going to get the benefits from eating that uh, food and then obviously it's important if you struggle to eat before you exercise maybe you've not got the time then don't eat too close leave it do your exercise and eat when you get back and the things you might want to eat when you get back again is replenishing the body's carbohydrates and your protein stores so thinking about things such as um, a sandwich some whole grain bread vegetables some meat such as turkey or chicken that's uh, low in fat and high in protein uh, a smoothie with perhaps even putting some protein powder and some fruit in as well Greek yogurt with berries is also very good. Greek yogurt has um, probiotics, which can help your body to um, digest your food. And obviously, uh, I didn't mention as well, drinking lots of water. That is really, really key before, during and after your workout to um, keep you hydrated and to flush out any toxins that you've got in your body. 
Thanks, Emily. So I'm talking about record keeping and data analysis. So what is it? Well, it's um, it's keeping the data that you use in your business on file. So you want to keep that so you can meet your legal requirements and be able to assess and compare your data. So legally, for tax and company requirements, you actually need to keep various records, mainly around the financial transactions of your business, and that's for the IRS and the other government agencies if they ever ask for that information or for when you're doing your end-of-year accounts or your tax. So we won't go into this much, but I suggest you contact your accountant for exact advice around what you need to do to meet your requirements by the government and the IRS, and that's dependent on state or your country where you are. Okay, so with these records, you need to keep them in a safe place so to digitally file them. So looking at a cloud-based option like Dropbox or um, your accounting software like FreshBooks um, may actually do that. And normally the government requires you to keep those records for a certain minimum length of time. Um, where we're located, it's it's seven years. So it's important for you to find out what it is for your location so you can ensure to keep those records. If you're filing them digitally, uh, you know, in Dropbox and stuff, it's no problem because you're, you're not actually taking up any physical space. But if you've got, um, you know, a lot of invoices and things which are in paper format, then sometimes it can become a bit cumbersome to have boxes of, of files stored away in an office somewhere. Um, just for that seven year or whatever it is requirement. So bear that in mind when you're actually storing stuff. The more you can store digitally, the better it is. Okay, so what data should you be keeping and analyzing? Well, certainly website data like traffic and visitor demographics, bounce rates, etc. So you don't need to keep those, but they should really be assessed each month to check for any changes that may be happening on your website and anything you need to action on. Um, so a good tool for that is obviously Google Analytics, which you can hook your website up to. Um, it's a service by Google, it's free, and it tracks all of those parameters um, and allows you to easily jump in there and see any trending of, of any of those um, items that you need to be keeping an eye on. I basically treat it as housekeeping, so I plan it in a reoccurring way on a set date, so it might be the first of the month, um, and then go through analytics and look at some key data points and make sure that you know any of the change in performance is being addressed. So if it's a positive change, then that's good, keep doing what you're doing. If it's a negative change, then you probably need to look at you know, factors like your SEO or, you know, those sorts of things or your advertising budget or, you know, maybe your demographics changing or your, the, the product trend is changing. So, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of those factors to look at. And then if there is a negative trend, you need to dig deeper and find out why that is and, and then do some work around that to improve it. So another one I like to um, keep looking at is GT Metrics and Uber Suggest. And I'll put the links to those in the show notes but basically those give you the information similar to google analytics but they mainly focus around the site's performance and provide you more information about what's wrong and what 
you can do to fix what's wrong. So they go a step further than analytics in terms of being able to give you suggestions of, of what is actually wrong or what is what is trending and what you can do to stop that trend or improve that trend. Um, so there are two really good tools that I use quite often. Uh, both are free to a certain point. Uber suggest um, will give you some basic information. If you want more in depth, you can get a trial and subscribe to them um, on a, in an ongoing basis. But GT Metrics is free for a fair bit of information. So um, two pretty good tools there. The main data I, I keep is basically the engine room of the business, and that's the financials. So I actually track uh, my website's performance financially in a spreadsheet and look at the revenue trends of all my sites and look at the gross profit so that's obviously before expenses and then the net profit which is after expenses so what i'm doing there is i'm looking for any changes and any trends upward or downward and again you know the revenue for your site is the main important thing that you need to look at because that's the um you know, that is the, the real foundation. That's the fuel for your business. So you need to ensure that your revenue is tracking consistently. And so definitely something to put in your own format and whether that's a spreadsheet or if you want to use some software to do that, that's, that's fine. But you want to look at the short-term and longer-term changes, you know, and then look at any improvements that you might have done during the, during the month. You know, you might have done some SEO during the month and, and seen a, a uh, improve in revenue. And so that would be a good thing to then do again the next month. So look for those opportunities out of your data analysis. So in, in conclusion, the, these are just a few data points you might like to regularly assess, store, and, and I guess react to each month. Uh, it's important to keep certain information so you're legally compliant in your business if you're audited by the government. But also for your business health, there should be a number of data points to track and watch for um, so you can react in good time to you know, prevent any issues from becoming too big an impact on your website or your business revenue. And it varies for each business, like bounce rate might be an important data point to track for a certain type of business geographical trends might be for another type of business. So you need to work out what your product is, what your niche is, and work out what those data points are to track and record those and, and do them regularly to ensure that you're keeping an eye on your business rather than just being focused on growth. Okay, so that's all we've got time in this one. We'll see you in the next one. this episode of Elevating Business. Thanks so much for being part of our show and we love being able to share with you. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the episode notes on our website emilyandblair.com and remember that our website is a huge resource for free step-by-step guides and articles for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. That's all for now, and we'll see you in a few days' time with our next instalment of Elevating Business. Now go do something today that will make tomorrow better.